Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I said good morning, everybody. It is a joy to see you in this place today, this second Sunday of Advent. If you are online, at home, with your kiddos, in the coffee shop, uh, having brunch, wherever you are, we are so glad that you're with us as well. My name is Jackie Lewis. I'm the senior minister here at Middle Church. If this is your first time, would you give me a wave so I know? Yay! Let's clap for them. We hope that you will not be a stranger, that you will come back and that you feel at home in this place. There are a few things happening that I want to take a moment to highlight. One is that it is December 4th, which means we're celebrating December babies. So if you were born in December, give us a wave your hands in the air like you just don't care. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. We're so glad you were born. Um, then I want to let you know a couple of things that are coming up this week. On Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we just have decided to have a congregational meeting. So it's going to be Zoom uh, only, and you'll get a link that you can sign up on the website uh, to come be with us. It'll be an open conversation. But we want to take a moment to catch you up on what's going on with the building, what's going on with the rebuild, but also the world is changing. So what's also going on with COVID? We want to make sure we can talk about our protocols and that we're all synced up and on the same page about how to stay safe. It turns out COVID is not the only bad thing out there trying to jump in our bodies. Am I right? Good God Almighty. Praying for the kids who are facing all kinds of uh, germs in the school. So uh, let's come talk at 7 o'clock with us about that. Next Sunday, I just can't believe how faithful Harold Slazer's been. There's a seat up here, Paul. Harold Slazer! <clears throat> Working with our actors. Um, Come on up here, Paul. I'm going to help Paul sit with you. Can you just stand up again, Harold, and turn around? Woohoo! That's Harold. Our actors will be in show next Sunday at 2 o'clock, right here. So we're so excited about that. No tickets required, right? Just. No, no. And it's, it's, it'll get you in the Christmas spirit. It's beautiful. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you enjoy Christmas again. Thank you. Really Thank you, Harold. Lay leadership, man. I really appreciate you, love. And finally, uh, not that there's not more to say, the bulletin's here. Um, we have beautiful special uh, worship today planned for Resiliency Sunday. Let me just make sure that I say that to you. Uh, tomorrow will mark two years since we lost our sanctuary to the fire. And I, I know that, that all kinds of things come up for me around that, and I'm sure that it does for you as well. But today we're, we're just kind of noticing, marking that we are still here. Uh, the fire did not burn up our revolutionary love. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So when worship is over, when the celebration's over, I'm going to walk to the site, and I'm welcoming you to come with me to the site. We're just going to do what we do when we get down there. We'll sing a couple songs. If you've got flowers, you can give them you know, to me, or you can, I'm kidding, put them at the, at the church. Um, just do what you need to do to be okay, including not going. Uh, but, but many of us are going to go down, and we'd love to have you with us. With that in mind, I'm going to take a breath, because I speak quickly, and ask that we continue to worship God by having our chosen family. Our family on record is not feeling well, so chosen family, Elise and Delaney and Katrina are going to come and light the Advent candle for us today. Welcome home, everybody. We are on our Advent journey. Last week, we lit the candle of hope. Hope that just as light claims the dawn, our lights will shine way to heaven on earth. Today we light the candle of peace, yearning for peace beyond our understanding. We pray for peace that is not just the absence of war, violence, and enmity. 
peace that is the presence of shalom and goodwill toward all our creation. We light these candles in between what is now and what is yet to come, waiting in hope made real with faith, hoping for peace beyond our understanding. Amen. And join us now as we sing our first hymn. Bill, you doing okay? Okay. I don't see smiles. Literally, literally. Smiling in the eyes, it's in the eyes. That's what I tell my kids. There we go. Look at those beautiful smiles. We're going to do a little Game of Thrones this morning with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Good morning, friends. It's so good to see all your faces today. I'll be delivering the prayers of the people. Creator God, who is known by many names, in this Advent season of waiting, anticipating, when disruption and chaos threatens to overwhelm us, remind us, God, of the presence of peace that is already apparent and the progression of peace that is yet to come. In moments of cynicism, remind us that your reign is already here and yet your kingdom continues to unfold amongst us. In our hopelessness, remind us of your promise for a time when all will be made right when justice, love, and mercy will overflow and fill the earth. And so we pray for your coming to be realized by all of your children, especially to our siblings overburdened by pain, trauma, grief, and poverty. To our siblings in this body, in this movement, 
to community organizers, to justice seekers, to bridge builders and movement leaders who are faithful to the cause, striving to make a difference, who struggle to manage the needs of, hum needs of humanity and the needs of their family, to us here who long for restoration and reclamation. Let your coming of peace be realized by us all. May your coming be realized as so much more than a pipe dream, but as something that we get to experience and activate each and every day. In your many names we pray, amen. And now I invite you to join me in praying the Lord's Prayer in the, virgin, in the version that's in the bulletin or the one or the language that's, that you know best. I invite you to join me by, in rising in body and in spirit. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And raise us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the Lord is the name, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Today is, the, is Peace Advent Sunday where we light the candle of peace and so it's so appropriate for us to pass the greeting of peace to one another, the same greeting that Jesus passed to every single person that he, he met. Pass the, the greeting of peace to one another, the greeting of shalom, the greeting that says, I wish peace on you and peace in me and for peace to come and peace that already is. Do so remembering that COVID is still a thing. <laughs> Use the many different gestures, fist bumps, and so on. Peace be with you all.
That was breathtaking. Breathtaking, Adrian. Breathtaking, Elizabeth. Thank you both so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Today's scripture lesson comes from Isaiah, uh, book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. It's Isaiah's, I'm going to say, excellent good news, excellent good news about what he dreams, what he hopes, what he prays that God's up to in the world. A green shoot will sprout from Jesse's stump. From his roots, a budding branch. The life-giving spirit of God will hover over him. The spirit that brings wisdom and understanding. The spirit that gives direction and builds strength. The spirit that instills knowledge and fear of God. Fear of God will be all his joy and delight. This one won't judge by appearances, won't decide on the basis of hearsay. This one will judge the needy by what is right, render decisions on earth's poor with justice. This one's words will bring everyone to odd attention. A mere breath from his lips will topple the wicked each morning this one will pull on sturdy work clothes and boots and build righteousness and faithfulness in the land. Then the wolf will romp with the lamb. The leopard will sleep with the kid. Calf and lion will eat from the same feeding trough. And a little child will tend them. Cow and bear will graze the same pasture. Their calves and cubs grow up together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will crawl over rattlesnake dens. The toddler will stick his hands down the hole of a serpent. Neither animal nor human will hurt or kill on my holy mountain. The whole earth will be brimming with knowing God alive, a living knowledge of God ocean deep, ocean wide. On that day, Jesse's offspring will be raised high, posted as a rallying banner for the peoples. The nations will all come to him. Their headquarters will be glorious. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you pray with me? Holy One, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'm always excited that Isaiah shows up so prominently in these Advent texts. I think the words are beautiful, they're poetry, they're evocative. I love giving you the kind of gritty details of what was written when by who. This is not as clear. Was it written post-exile, during exile, before the exile? We're not sure. We're not sure exactly even if Isaiah penned it, but somebody in Isaiah's name did. But what we are sure of is that it's good news on its own. It's not if then, like we read in chapter 58 a few weeks ago, if you fix the world, your prayers will be answered, or if you do as I say, your light will rise like a dawn. This is just straight up good news, a prescription, a description of what's going to happen, what God promises to happen, what we can expect to happen, what we can count on happening. Actually, no matter what we do, is the coming of God's reign on earth no matter what. <laughs> and to me, in these days, that's excellent news because it's a hot mess out here. There's enough lists of bad things happening to break our hearts, rising oceans, melting ice caps, poorest people living in the poorest places on the worst ecological disasters in the worst possible food deserts. 
All you have to do to get shot dead is for someone to have a gun. It could be that you open an elevator door and let the ladies go in ahead of you, and you might not get to go home and say hi to your kids. It's a hot mess. Where's the, where? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to be a werewolf or a what was that, vampire? Um, I, I don't know. Um, it's a little crazy town in the public square, is what I think I want to say. And, and, and it's not new, right? It isn't new that humans are mean to each other. It isn't new that we'll use up the resources. It isn't new that we value wealth sometimes over relationship, right? It's not new news, but it's heartbreaking news. It's, it's hard to digest news. It makes you turn your phone off kind of news every day. It's walk away from Fox, MSNBC, CNN, who, PBS, maybe, I don't know, just don't you want to put your head down and take a nap kind of news for me. It's that kind of news. And on, on top of that or underneath that or around that is just our day-to-day -day stuff, like sitting in churches with masks on. I'm allergic to my mask, <laughs> but I have to wear it because I'm more allergic to you. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know how to be right now with all of the germs floating and the diseases floating and us wanting to get free but keep each other safe, right? And work is hard. And most of us have less people at the job. And so we have less Sabbath. And we have less money, right? And our money doesn't go as far because the economy sucks. Are you feeling me? Yeah. That's not new news. It's just today's news. And into that cacophony of woes comes Isaiah saying there's going to be a time because God said so when there's going to be a just ruler a, a phenomenal ruler a loving righteous ruler that's going to come from the seed of Jesse Jesse was David's father David the king's father is Jesse David the shepherd boy turned king's father somebody from that Davidic reign Isaiah is saying is going to rise up, rise up, and rule the world with love. Like, be, be, be a king, be a prince, be a queen, be a lady king. I don't know. But, but run, the, run the world with love. And, you know, Isaiah doesn't say it's Jesus. That's our reading, Christians, right? Could have been Hezekiah, could have been Josiah, this real kings. Maybe Isaiah thought it would be one of those real dudes. But there's this promise that's coming out of the mouth of the prophet about God's intention for the world that at some point, maybe it's going to be Gloria Tate, I don't know, but at some point, God is going to put in place um, leaders that will guide the planet and love will rule the stars. <laughs> It'll be the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Come with me. <laughs> Isaiah's confident in God. Maybe Isaiah got disappointed because those two real kings didn't get it done. They didn't. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe we're disappointed. But Isaiah's confidence is in God's intention, kind of reminding us of the Genesis creation story where there's an Eden-like paradise and all is well and everybody gets along and all the, all the creatures are beautiful. This is what Isaiah sees happening, that first it happens in the socio-political place, in the politics, Right? The, the, the actual systems don't any longer oppress. The actual leaders don't any longer lie, steal, <laughs> break the rules. The actual court doesn't any longer try to impose a white Christian hegemonic agenda on the world. Do you know, the, actually the real politics is what Isaiah is saying. And then with that comes the other half of the scripture, where now, because the politic is better, because the Systems are no longer oppressive. The creatures, the creation, responds in goodness and love. Like, they are reordered. They are changed. No longer does the predator eat the prey. Lions and tigers and bears kick it with lambs and sheep and cows, is what I'm trying to say. It's just a whole reordering of what it means to coexist for all of the creation, animals and humans alike. Now, some of the exegetes try to say, but he didn't say birds, and so maybe they're left out. 
Come, 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 real people. <laughs> it's all a metaphor, right? Like, and the, but the eagles can still be mean, you know? That's not, that's not what's happening here. But what's happening is a metaphor of the whole created order becoming the peaceable kingdom. It's what it's been called. There's a famous Quaker who painted that picture. Have you seen that picture with the big-eyed tigers and bears and all the, in the front? And over here in the corner are the Puritans dealing with the Lenape. I almost asked Jeff to show you that today, but then I looked at that picture again. I was like, they're trying to knife up this treaty thing. I can't put it up, right? <laughs> but kingdom of animals and kingdom of humans, all having their act together is a promise. So we haven't seen it fully realized. And I'm wanting to talk about glimpses of it, the sumsaw, the teeny tiny places where the reign of God breaks in that gives me hope. I have a couple of examples. Are you ready? One is my dad. He's 88 years old. And if you read my book, which you should, my dad is a character, like where characters are welcome, my dad is one, right? He's a character. Beautiful personality, outgoing, effervescent man who also has the temper of a lion. And that was a hard thing to grow up with. I was just in Chicago for a few days with my family, with my dad. And the lion is now a lamb. The lion is sweet. The lion is gentle and kind and soft and spent time with each of his kids sort of giving us space to get ready to get ready because he's not feeling well. He like took the time to listen to each of our stuff and our stories and let us kind of throw things at him. And then remember that time, dad, you, what, that hurt my feelings? We were all like, take turns, boom. Whose turn is next? Who got something? He's like, bring it. Bring your stuff, kids. Because I'm your daddy, he says. I'm your daddy, he tells us. And your daddy wants you to be okay. Like the way Isaiah hints that there's going to be a transformation, a change, my daddy is a changed dude. He's Placido Domingo all day long. And I don't know exactly why. Is it because he's looking at his end of his life? Is it because when mom died, we needed a mom and a dad? Uh, what, did I used to, what did I tell you all that is? An abun, a, a father with a womb? Did we need a father with a womb? Did we need a loving person inside the tough exterior? I don't know. Or, or is God at work? Shifting, changing, massaging. Example one. Example two. Moi. I've just been really reflective lately about me and my rough spots. I know you don't think I have any. <laughs> but I've been really reflective lately about me and my rough spots and the way that I'm a system. I'm doing I, so you'll do you, right? I'm a system. I'm my mother inside here. Sweet potato pie making sweetie pie. I'm my dad in here. Daddy's in here. Please don't push me way over the edge because I will, I, I will hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm, I'm my grandmother in here. Stamina to pick cotton all day long and keep it moving, right? I'm a whole system, do you feel me? I'm, my, I'm Mrs. Gardner, my sixth grade teacher who saw me that I was smart, and I'm Mr. Smith, my fourth grade teacher who told me I could sing. I, I, I'm a system, and so are you. And inside the system, there can be enmity. There's some lions in here, some bears in here, some tigers in here, some lambs in here, some frightened chickens in here. Like, there's a system in here, and the system inside me can cause me to not be the peacemaker, but be the enmity maker if I'm not interrogating my system. If we're not interrogating our systems, 
We can be causing violence, not like, has a, not like so-and-so, not like make a list, but we have our own stuff that we can be excreting, extroverting, putting in the world that is not about peace because we are in a peace in here. Who knows what I'm talking about? The political systems, we're going to do our part about fixing them, right? When we go to the polls, when we do, when we share the stories, when we're political the way we are, when we live what we say we want to live, when we spend our money the way that our values, you know, when we hire the way that, when we do our values, we're doing politics, and that helps get to the first part of the text where the world is at peace, because the politic is better, right? That's one part of it. This other part where God's going to, and someday that we don't understand, Make the lions not enjoy deer meat? I don't know. That's what it seems like it's saying. Cool. That's God. Our job is to get inside ourselves and make a difference in here. Now, y'all know I'm like, let's go in the streets and do justice. But I want us to spend some time this year doing this interior work. I'm inviting you to come on that journey with me. Where we, balcony can't see me, where we interrogate our own stuff, take time, spend time, look at it, figure it out, analyze it, you know, what's the story that got me here? How am I going to make this better? What's going on with that? Why does that particular person make me want to knock somebody down? Because maybe they're like me. I mean, could we do a little interior work as we go along this pilgrim's journey? so that we are not accidentally putting fuel on the fire that is raging and burning down the world, hatred and enmity and isms, and right? But we just are inside ourselves where we're at war with our own stuff, doing a better job of owning it, naming it, telling the truth on it, being fiercely loving of it, ask for forgiveness, make amends, do the work to be a good human on the planet that helps make. Peace. It's easier when the world is on fire to let that stick itself in us. And suddenly, in ways that we're not proud of, we just won't be kind. We'll be impatient. We're prickly. We're stank. You know what I mean. Or we take a breath. We think about what we're writing, what we're saying, what we would like to have a do-over about, where we need to really make amends, and really try to take in something about changing ourselves. I call the title of the sermon today, God has changed, because I'm living with Octavia Butler, right? I'm living with Octavia Butler, and I'm living with Lauren Olamini and her whole theological worldview. Yes! Woohoo! God has changed. If I'm honest, this text in Isaiah kind of contradicts Genesis. Genesis, God says it's good, it's very good, and the people are killing each other and biting each other and whatever. But that, that's what that is. But by the time you get to this Isaiah text, it seems like God doesn't think that's good enough that God wants there to be no more enmity at all. I'm not saying vegetarianism, although it might mean that, but I'm not ready to say that today. Um, <laughs> might mean that. But it does mean like some kind of rewiring, right? Rewiring. And what I'm saying is God has changed. God is changing. That's what, that's what Octavia Butler wants us to think, is God changes. As a psychologist, I would say God stays the same, but we change about how we see God. And that's our job, right? Little us gets to see boogeyman, God, and angels, right? Little person gets to see God's the mean super parent that'll beat you behind if you don't do the right thing. And, and you grow up and you're thinking, maybe not. Our job is to let God change, is what I'm trying to say. Our, God is to, our job is to let God change in our holy imagination. So we think of who we are like God, we're changing in our holy imagination too. Did you stay with me there? The image of God that we create that's born of our stuff, that means some be. I don't want to work for him because he's a him. 
But, but the God who is the, wants us to know them is happy for us to recreate them along with them, to be in process with them. Are you here? Is it, I, I'm pushing you in another place to say there's not like some static big person in the sky. There's a relationship. And that relationship wants to be in relationship and wants to draw us in and rough us up and smooth us out and in the dynamic be changed as well. Be changed as well. Let's create ourselves in the image of the love that we imagine that can heal the world. And let's do the interior work that unblocks our ability to see each other as part of the process of goodness making. I want to take you on a trip this year. A heal the world trip, but a heal the soul trip. A heal the soul trip. So we can really be okay. Are you ready? Let peace begin with me. Let peace begin with me. Let peace begin. Amen. glad that today is communion Sunday. And we're going to do the communion and then we'll, we'll pick back up with the offering, my loves. Um, just a little switch of difference today. So peace be with you as we lift up our hearts to our God. It is just and right that we thank God for all that we have before us, for this incredible community, for these ordinary gifts of bread and cup which become in this moment blessed. Blessed for us to share together. Let us pray. Holy One, bless this bread we break. Anoint this cup we share, that we will be nurtured on our, on our journey toward your reign on earth. Thank you for the extraordinary vision of peace on earth you've planted in our hearts. Feed us until we want no more. Quench our thirst for justice and righteousness and change us each time we eat and drink into your hands, your heart, and feet. Let us remember that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it. And after giving thanks, he said, this is my body, broken for you. When you eat it, Remember me. And in the same manner, after, after the bread, Jesus took the cup and gave thanks for it and then shared it with his friends and said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for many. Whenever you share this cup, do so remembering me. And so, when we break this bread and drink this cup, we remember the Prince of Peace, born to create a just world. And we lean into the wind of change that is God, expecting to be transformed, even as we transform the world. Take, eat, and be the change. Amen. So if you're home, I hope you've got your graham crackers and milk or your bread and wine or your Oreo cookies and coffee, whatever it is, whatever it is that you and your family can share together. And here in this place, please do now commune with the living God.
It's good to have you back, fabulousness. <laughs> we have a very special film to show you that our team made in honor of this moment, this two-year moment where we are turning our face toward tomorrow. So look now at our anniversary video, and then I'll have a couple more words for you on the back end. Thank you, Jeff. Intense flames dozens of feet high shoot through the windows of an abandoned building in the East Village. Hours later, a skeleton is all that remains of the historic church. December 5th, 2020. That fire put us on a journey. Our God knows how to show up in between the now and the not yet. Our God understands our anxiety and knows how to deal with it. Our God knows how to give us the precise things we need. Not so we'll hoard it, but so we'll have Enough. Middle Church is rising, building a center for spirituality, justice, and the arts, where we will continue to claim God's vision for a healed and whole world. Middle supports me with a place that I can go and know that my presence there is valued. Where we can find our voices in our hearts and our love. Middle Church is a place that I know I'm always welcome. On any given day, you can see people of all skin colors, of all ages, of all socioeconomic backgrounds. Safe and loving and it's fighting for justice. Supporting Middle Church is like one-stop shopping. It's beautiful, amazing, heart-changing, foot-stopping, joyful, inspirational worship. Middle Church also is a progressive, Think and Act Tank, trainings and offering conferences for a multi-ethnic, multicultural, many-gendered movement for love and justice. You have shown me so much that I'm in a community that can help me be me. We bring our bodies, our spirits, and our material gifts so that once more we can hear our praises resonate on the wide halls of a home familiar to our eyes and ears. When you get behind Middle Church, you get behind the little guy who at the end of the day is going to change the world. Every brick is also a dream, a spirit, a hope. Help us rebuild. Help us rebuild. Help us rebuild Middle Church. We need you. With your help, we will rebuild. Friends, you can scan that QR code to make a donation. Um, you can go to middlechurch.org, make a donation. Um, one of the things that Devin, who's here, who's my partner in all things fundraise, is really hoping that you'll make a three-year pledge uh, to us, a three-year pledge um, that gives us a sense of what we can expect over this next building period that is half, again, what you give now. So one and a half times, meaning 50% more. See all the ways I'm saying that? 50% more than you give now, one and a half times more than you give now, half, again, that you give now in the way that you can will be amazing. You're hearing words in the world about the facade. Wednesday night's call is going to be a big old facade update, so please do join us. But we intend to build on that site, and we know that your prayers and perhaps your marching around like the walls of Jericho, that facade needs to come down for us to rebuild. It must come down for us to rebuild. So say your prayers, and please see Devin or I if you have questions about making a pledge. And now we have our operatory. Thank you. Devin, did you wave your hand so people know who you are? Okay.
holy God. You are the God of change. Today, we are grateful that you desire a world transformed and that you actively invite us to partner with you in making this world anew. We were reminded that every time we give of our time, our actions, our money, and our dreams, that you partner with us, alchemizing what we have into what we need so that we may transform ourselves and our world together. Amen. Oh, don't sit just yet, darlings. <laughs> Thank you, onlineers, for not sitting. Um, this is our closing hymn, Let There Be Peace on Earth. So we invite you to just rise up from the bottom of your souls to the top of your heads and through the roof and just let this resonate here in the sanctuary today. church in one hour. Help us, Holy Spirit. Woo! Amazing. Let's take another 10. Just kidding. It is important that we know ourselves so we can love ourselves fiercely. It is important that we love ourselves fiercely so we can love our neighbor the same way. The peace that Isaiah predicts has to, by definition, also start inside of us. All that interior stuff, all those people in there, I'm not talking multiple dis personality disorder. I'm just saying we all have a bunch of things inside us, right? And sometimes they're, and sometimes they're swimming beautifully. So let's pay attention. Let's pay attention on this Advent journey to what's here so we can make peace out there. Amen? Amen. So may God bless you and keep you. May God make their face to shine upon you. May God lift up their countenance upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. 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 Amen.